This is Fantasy Football Picks and Bets on the Mayo Media Network, presented by Prize Picks Week 15. Updated injury report, rankings, drafting, ownership, and the props, the fantasy props on prize picks you want to go to this week. Smash the like button for the episode, sub to Mayo Media Network, and hit up the newsletter. You can get that in the description and bookmark it for this week because I'm going to try to update all of the known injury statuses on Sunday morning and then again after actives and inactives are released. And just a word to the wise this week when it pertains to these injuries, I don't know exactly who's playing and who is not playing because we've had too many games push to Monday and Tuesday. We have three of them. So the Browns, they move from Saturday with Vegas into Monday now. The Rams and Seahawks on Tuesday. Washington and Philly on Tuesday. All I'll say is that if you have equivalent players, like a coin flip start-sit decision, and you know your players are playing at 1 o'clock on Sunday or 4 o'clock on Sunday, for sure, play those guys because there is no guarantee based off what we have seen so far this week to ensure that the player who looks fine right now is going to play on Tuesday. Like Matthew Stafford, for example, he's probably going to be fine to play on Tuesday. But if we get to Tuesday and then all of a sudden he's not allowed to play, don't be super stunned because that's just what's been going on. Plus, the NFL and the NFLPA are both negotiating new terms in terms of the COVID list and the COVID reserve list and the eligibility and testing of the players who may be allowed to play and not play. And they're doing this on the fly. So stuff could change on Saturday evening, Sunday morning, as it pertains to some of these players who might have a false negative, just put on the list as a close contact. There's a lot of moving parts with this. So just take the guaranteed points so you're not left with zero. Now, if you're waiting on a stud versus a scrub, wait for the stud because you can always pick up someone to play as a scrub to go along with it. So if it's a close start-sit decision, I would just say take the guaranteed stuff right now. And as it pertains to players like Tyler Lockett, who's on the COVID list, or anyone who's in these later set of games... I don't know if the eligibility is going to change for them. Then all of a sudden they're allowed to play like all these Browns guys or Washington's defense uh, and everyone on that. Like right now, the Browns are missing three guys on their offensive line on a Saturday. Will they be allowed to play on Monday? No clue. No idea right now. So unless that is somehow articulated properly and confirmed, just assume all these guys are not playing until you hear otherwise. So that's sort of the the, the little rant on how you should be trying to assess your teams this week and how to manage the injury report. Now, some guys are actually legitimately injured and not playing. We'll get to that in a second. But in terms of the COVID list, no idea how this is really going to affect who's going to play and who's not going to play. So just keep up to date with the injury tracker. Pay attention to Twitter. Frank, Frankly, this is the perfect week to have something like runthesims.com, where you wait till 11.35 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday. You see who's in and who's out. Let the computer make your choices for you, because trying to galaxy brain everything that's going on, uh, you might miss someone along the way. So that's going to be completely updated with who's in and who's out. You can run the optimizer. You can see the projections for everyone in every game that is remaining this week. And boom you're going to be good to go. So runthesims.com is only 100 bucks for the rest of the year. That's week 15 through the Super Bowl. So I highly recommend you go to runthesims.com and check that out right now. Utilize the tools we have built to help you get ahead in both DFS, embedding, and your season-long fantasy league because now it's crunch time. This is when the money can be made, so I highly suggest you do that. Also play in the Pat Mayo Experience Listeners League. The link is down in the description. $15 to play, free max entry, rake free, and it's pretty 
open right now. We need to fill this, or they're going to make this tournament a lot smaller. I know it's not super fun to go reserve a spot in a league when maybe you don't even want to play this week, but let's fill this tournament, because this is the one that you want to see going forward, because it's rake-free. It's the best tournament on DraftKings. Let's not make this smaller, where they're going to take rake from you in every other tournament. You may as well play in the one that has guaranteed money and has no rake. So go do that right now down in the description. Player props. Actually, no. You know what? Before we get to the player props, the other thing I did want to mention is... I don't know if this is going to change or not on Sunday, but normally, as we've seen so far this season... When teams tweet out and release their active and inactive reports, it generally only pertains to players who are physically injured, not dealing with COVID or on the COVID reserve list. Those guys are usually not mentioned. So just because you see the active inactive report and let's say Jalen Waddle all of a sudden isn't on that because he's on the COVID reserve list. That doesn't necessarily mean he's playing. So you you need to, again, do a little bit more digging, double check, triple check, check again, just to make certain you have the proper guys in your lineup this week, because you do not want to start anyone who's not playing. That's a hot take for me. You don't want a zero in your lineup. And that's probably going to be the case with some people who are either not paying attention, get bad information. That's why you need to make sure you check out all the resources possible going into week one of the playoffs and season long. I mean, you don't want to have a zero in your DraftKings roster. I can tell you that right now. It doesn't really lead to a lot of uh, money won. No green screens coming when you got the big old goose egg in your lineup. Have you built lineups already this week go back and check to make sure that you didn't have guys who are either out or games that have been moved off the main slate because their stats no longer count on the main slate on DraftKings this week this week has been hell and I really have gone through the ringer of every single time I release a show it's like completely out of date 30 minutes later Uh, not completely out of date but like very out of date there's still information in there talking about the games the games have just been moved to different days uh, so i really have a lot of sympathy for the content creators out there who are you know waking up early to make sure they get their content out for everyone and by the time they realize that it's been published because there's it's not live it takes some time to record this edit it get it up then all of a sudden by the time it's actually posted Everything has changed. So hopefully that's not so much the case anymore. We can get this under wraps, have ourselves a nice week 15, because now we have games on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, maybe Friday, Saturday and Sunday next week too, and Monday. So a lot of football coming up. Uh, If you really want to get away from your family over the holiday season, this is the time to do that because there's going to be plenty of NFL action to be had. Hopefully, I don't think they're going to cancel games. They shouldn't cancel games. But this is just how we're dealing with it right now. I think they're going to sure up, fine-tune some of these regulations about who can and who cannot play, who can be tested and who cannot be tested. Uh, And it's really just going to come down to if you're symptomatic, you have to get tested. But then you deal with the whole thing of guys who are symptomatic, keep it to themselves, then they don't get tested because they they know that they're not going to be tested if they're double-vaxxed. There's a lot of really different moving pieces with all of this. So uh, just, you know. Like I said, pay attention to the news. If anything drastically changes, I'll do another update on Sunday morning and on Monday as well. So stick with us at Mayo Media Network on this one. Prize picks for the week. Make this short and simple. Uh, I'm going with Christian Kirk over 50 and a half yards. He is the one running the most routes and playing the most snaps in games without DeAndre Hopkins. Now, you might say with Connor and Edmonds both available potentially in this game, maybe they just run the ball down the lion's throat. 
Certainly a possibility, but 50 and a half, not a huge number with Kyler looking close to 100% here. Well, maybe he's dealing with a bit of an ankle injury, but whatever. He can still throw the ball down the field to Christian Kirk with no one covering him because they're playing the Lions over Christian Kirk. 50 and a half receiving yards. Bring that back with Cole Beasley over 42 and a half receiving yards for the Buffalo Bills. No Emmanuel Sanders. That's going to lead everyone to Gabriel Davis. But as we've seen now that he is back healthy and off the injury report with his ribs issue, Cole Beasley can attack the middle of this field Carolina's pass rush is still quite good and their outside corners are still quite good so quick hitting slot guy is what you want hopefully Dawson Knox doesn't suck it all up but 42 and a half is not a huge number for Cole Beasley to pass the biggest fear with this one is the Bills just jump out by like 17 points and stop throwing and just start running the ball down the throats of the Carolina Panthers and he doesn't hit the number I'm going to say that Cole Beasley is involved in the action to get to all those points uh, you get him six targets in this game he's going to get over that number so Christian Kirk, Cole Beasley, double over on prizepicks.com. Use code MMN. It gets you a deposit match of up to $100 when you deposit for the first time. Plus, whether you're an existing member, you've been playing it all year long, or you're a new member, if you make a five-pick entry from the Sunday players, or Saturday players, I suppose, and the entry is for $7.11. So over under five players Saturday or Sunday, the entry is for $7.11. That amount of your entry qualifies you for the MMN props pool. And if you go five of five, not only do you win 10 times your money, you get a bonus $50. So you can turn $7.11 into $123, which is about the biggest five-leg parlay you're ever going to find. So if you're a small bankroll player and, you, and you're interested, you want to get in on some over-unders, but don't want to spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars, this is the best way to build your bankroll. Prizepicks.com code MMN at deposit for a match up to $100. Let's get to these injuries. So what we know and what we don't know. Again, in the description, you can find the newsletter link. You click on it. All the cheat sheets are in there, the bets of the week, the updated rankings that I have for each position, and the complete injury report, which I'll continue to update as close to real time as possible to keep you updated about what is happening. Saturday night, Damian Harris is officially out for the New England Patriots. Play Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah, easy game. Brendan Bolden even has some value here, even in season long. And I would say that Naheem Hines has value in season long as well, with both the Colts and Patriots run defense being, you know, league average. But you know that when both teams want to run the ball, teams will specifically try to take that out. So the receiving backs do have a bit of value. But the last time that Harris was out, Stevenson played the highest amount of snaps of any Patriots running back all season long. Wouldn't expect that to change this time around. You can see probably around 20 touches for him. And he's running a lot of routes out of the backfield, too. So he's not going to be a non-factor in the receiving game, too. He's a top 20, borderline top 15 play at running back in both standard PPR, and even half-point PPR this week. So go play Ramondre Stevenson. Other than that, Carlos Hyde is out with a concussion. Fire up some James Robinson. Easy game. Elijah Mitchell is out with a head and knee injury, his knee. He's probably out for next week as well, so keep an eye on that. Jeff Wilson was the first man up last week, but you can't rank him too highly because they keep using Debo out of the backfield, who's stealing carries, opportunities, and touchdowns from the San Francisco running backs. Jeff Wilson is a borderline flex play this week. Wouldn't play him any higher than that. In terms of a trust level, uh, he's slightly higher than the Hines and the Brandon Boldens of the world. Uh, but, you know, again, you're not going to make that decision on Saturday night. Uh, 
Jeff Wilson looks to be the guy that you want to use if you have to in the Niners' backfield. DeAndre Swift is out. Play Jamal Williams. Boom. As long as he is activated from the COVID list, of course. Kareem Hunt is out regardless. He's now on the COVID list, but he wasn't going to play because of an ankle injury anyway. Nick Chubb and Dearness Johnson as his backup both have value. Obviously, Chubb has more value, but DeAndre Johnson, or Dearness Johnson, excuse me, as a potential flex play is not out of the question either. Miles Gaskin and Salvin Ackman have both been active activated from the COVID list for the Miami Dolphins. Both are in. I'd play Gaskin over Ahmed. Easy game. Uh, Michael Carter and Tevin Coleman, both back for the Jets. Leonard Fournette could be limited, but he is going to play for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Expect Ronald Jones to see a higher share of the touches than he normally gets against what is a pretty good run defense. And the Saints are now missing two offensive linemen. Both tackles are out for the Saints in this game. At least that's what it appears right now because of the COVID list for Sunday Night Football. So this could be a very slow, run-heavy type game where you don't see much explosion, especially on the New Orleans side of the ball. Aaron Jones likely to play with this knee injury, but he could be limited, so A.J. Dillon's still a capable flex play this time around. James Conner and Chase Edmonds both likely to be active for the Arizona Cardinals against the Detroit Lions. Obviously, uh, Edmonds hasn't played in six, seven weeks now, and Connor hurt himself in the final play of the Monday Night Football game against the Rams. So I actually kind of like Edmonds a little bit more than Connors here, uh, but I have them back-to-back in the rankings. So it's unlikely that you have both of them on your team. They're both RB2s, in my estimation. You can start both of them uh, based on different things of upside. Rex Burkhead was officially ruled out by David Culley earlier this week, but now he might play. Great news. Uh, David Johnson probably going to play as well. He's been activated from the COVID list. Keep an eye on Rex Burkhead. If not, it could be just a lot of David Johnson and Royce Freeman in this game. Not that you want to play any Texans running back, but there's some dire situations this week, so keep an eye on it. Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon both expected to play for the Denver Broncos. Tony Pollard expected to play for the Dallas Cowboys. Miles Sanders, Boston Scott, and Jordan Howard all expected to be in on Tuesday for the Philadelphia Eagles. They get a little bit more time to get through. Mark Ingram activated from the COVID list. He'll play against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And then we have a bunch of guys who are questionable because of COVID list situations or other stuff too, like Rex Burkhead with his groin is questionable. Adrian Peterson with his back is questionable. J.D. McKissick with his concussion is questionable. Now that game has been moved, he's probably more likely to play than not play at this point. Travis... Travis Homer and his calf now more likely to play than not because the game has been pushed to Tuesday, but you still have Alex Collins, Alexander Madison, Daryl Henderson, all three of those guys, along with Mike Boone, uh, all on the COVID list right now. Uh, not sure whether or not they're going to play. Uh, Philip Lindsay is another one on the COVID list in that Dolphins backfield. Uh, I wouldn't expect him to play if he's come back with a positive test against the Jets on Sunday because that game hasn't been moved to Tuesday. This is a lot of fun, isn't it? Great times had by all on the COVID report with Pat Mayo. Uh, again, newsletter has all of this stuff updated in real time. The links, the rankings links down in the description as well and on DKNation.com. At wide receiver, Jalen Waddell and Allen Robinson are both likely out on the COVID list. Could change with new rules, but likely out for the moment. Emmanuel Sanders is probably going to be out with a knee injury, hence Gabriel Davis being boosted up in the rankings, being a popular-ish player on DraftKings this week. Jalen Waddle not being in is leading to Devontae Parker going to be like 35% owned on DraftKings at $4,300. I would pivot off of Devontae Parker. There are other capable options below him in this circumstance who probably aren't as safe, but are probably just has, have as high of a ceilings at like one-tenth the ownership, whether it be Gabriel Davis, uh, Albert Wilson filling in for 
Jalen Waddle in this circumstance. Nico Collins is another one that you could potentially go to. All cheaper, probably the same sort of upside because you might just be able to run all over the Jets. Or maybe Albert Wilson does all this work filling in for the Waddle role and Parker stays where he has been. Or Gusecki does all the work. So there's a chance that, you know, Parker doesn't get there. I probably don't want to find... I know it's very tempting to use a $4,300 receiver who seems like he's going to be amazing, but... You know, the range of outcomes for him is, you know, it's it's a bell curve. And, you know, the, the highest end is pretty high. And, you know, the median is a little bit higher than these guys. But, you know, the overall upside for all of them is around the same sort of percentage outcome. So take the lower owned cheaper guys rather than Devontae Parker this week. Cash games, you know, three max single entries. You can use Parker, I suppose. But I think it's a really nice way to differentiate by getting away from Devontae Parker. Adam Thielen is now a game time decision for Monday Night Football. He's probably going to be out, but just keep an eye on that as we move forward. Obviously, if he comes back, K.J. Osborne takes a big hit. I don't expect him to play, so you can feel pretty good about K.J. Osborne for the moment. Uh, Sunday walkthrough for the Vikings is probably going to tell the story. Obviously, I'm not from the future, and I don't know how that's going to go, but I'm guessing he's probably not going to play. Keep up to date with the news. You'll be fine. Anthony Schwartz is out with a concussion. Freddie Swain and Dwayne Eskridge, both along with uh, DK Metcalf, return to Seahawks practice. They're likely in. DJ Moore is likely in. DeAndre Hopkins is out for the season, so big boost to Christian Kirk and A.J. Green, uh, maybe even Zach Ertz, and a little bit of a boost for Rondell Moore, but he is just, his playing time is kind of all over the map uh, when it comes to DeAndre Hopkins being out. The only other one you could potentially kind of go to in this spot is going to be Anton Wesley, who likely may fill in and play a bunch of snaps, but obviously you cannot be confident in how that's going to go in the Arizona receiving game, especially as like 13-point favorites right now on DraftKings sportsbook.com where it could just lead to a lot of running good news about the receivers uh, for the Arizona Cardinals is that Kyler only had one designed run on Monday night football it seemed because you know a lot of that was just broken down plays Kyler taking off obviously the Lions do not have the same sort of pass rush as the Rams so again just one design run for Kyler Murray he wanted to pass ended up taking off should have more time to complete those passes and to circle back hence why I like Christian Kirk to hit his over a 50 and a half this week on prizepicks.com Code MMN to get that deposit match if you want it. I mean, I would take it. I would take $100 of free money if they were just throwing it at me, giving it away. I'd take any motherfucker's money if they just given it away. That's what PrizePix is doing if you use code MMN as a first-time depositor. Playing that props pool, too. $7.11. Jarvis Landry, now questionable because that game has been pushed. Odell Beckham, questionable because that game has been pushed. Uh, Des Watkins, or sorry, Quez Watkins on the COVID list. He is also questionable because that game has been pushed. Des Fitzpatrick, Marquise Brown, is dealing with a non-COVID illness for the moment. He's probably going to play. Keep an eye on him in the early slate of games. Uh, Tyler Lockett, who I mentioned, Terry McLaurin, now that that's on Tuesday, still in concussion protocol, but now has more time to get out of it and play, although we don't know who's playing quarter back for the Washington football team right now. Marquise Goodwin probably not going to play for the Chicago Bears. Kadarius Toney, who knows, because he's doing with a quad injury and he's on the COVID list. So at least we'll know about him at 11.35 a.m. Eastern time on Sunday with that Cowboys-Giants game going off. Elijah Moore, Randall Cobb, A.G. Brown, Antonio Brown, Deontay Harris, and Will Fuller all not going to play this week at receiver. Rest of the injury, Tyler Heineke has a knee injury. That's supposedly okay, but he's now on the COVID list, so he's probably out. Kyle Allen, probably out. Ryan Fitzpatrick, probably out. And, like, Gilbert Godfrey or someone like that is potentially going to play quarterback for Washington. Uh, that's not good! 
for anyone involved. Um, a lot of work for Antonio Gibson, especially if J.D. McKissick exits the game. But uh, Washington's just down so many players, hopefully for their sake and their fans' sake. Not my Eagles minus eight and a half bet sake, but if Washington wants to be competitive in this game, they need to get some guys back because they basically have no one left on defense and no starting quarterback at the moment. Baker Mayfield is likely going to be out for the Browns on Monday, but I suppose there's a world where he could come back. Case Keenum also on the COVID list. Right now, it is expected that Nick Mullins is going to start, which isn't that big of a deal because Nick Mullins is probably as good as banged up Baker Mayfield has been. I mean, 100% Baker, I'm taking 100% Baker. Banged up Baker, Nick Mullins, eh, it's like you know, basically the same guy. So I'm not too worried about anyone there. We'll see who's playing for the Browns, though, once Monday rolls around. Lamar Jackson is likely out. Uh, that means Tyler Huntley is likely to start for the Baltimore Ravens. That's not a guarantee. It just looks like he is not playing right now because he has not practiced all week. Although... Lamar is one of the few players that if he didn't practice, he still might be able to play. He's never missed a game in his career. So Lamar is trending towards being out. But again, that's a last second thing. Uh, no one will use him on DraftKings. I wrote him up in the newsletter too about the potential about him being a low on play if he goes and what you can do at the last second as a, as a shift if he doesn't end up going and you can play Huntley. Now you can redesign your lineups. Check out the newsletter for that. Daniel Jones is out. Mike Lennon is starting, presumably. Jalen Hurts is likely to play. That's not a guarantee, and he still might be limited. Um, he, it looks like he has a high ankle sprain, and that wouldn't be the proper recovery time. So his mobility may be stunted in that game on Tuesday. He's probably still going to play, though. I bumped him down on the QB rankings for the week for because it's twofold. One, he's going to be limited, and rushing is such a big part of his game, although you can throw all over the Washington football team, especially because they have, like, fifth stringers playing on defense but in case he doesn't play and you don't have Gardner Minshew you can't wait to make that decision because you'll have no one to pick up on Tuesday if it rolls around to that so you have to factor that into the rankings my rankings are affected that way this week when you know the guys who are ranked higher are the ones who are probably gonna play and the ones that we're we know are going to play this week Josh Allen gonna play for the Buffalo Bills that's great news for the Buffalo Bills and your fantasy team DraftKings ownership this week, because the main slate has dropped from down to nine games at the moment, uh, we have some pretty... Consoli pretty consolidated chalk this week. Like James Robinson uh, might be the highest owned player on an on any non-showdown slate or non-small slate so far this year. I haven't projected over 40% ownership in the DraftKings Millionaire Maker. He's a great price. There's no Carlos Hyde. There's been a change in coaching in Jacksonville, and they've already Bevel's already come on and said they want to feed James Robinson. Everything's really lining up for him. Oh, yeah, and he's playing the Houston Texans, who have a god-awful run defense. 5400 bucks. I can see why everyone's playing him. So it's going to be James Robinson, then like Najee Harris, and like Donta Foreman. Uh, I still really like Joe Mixon, honestly. Him and Cordero Patterson uh, in that like lower end of the high price range, no one's really using them. Uh, that would be the spot that I would go. Probably still going to end up using James Robinson in a lot of spots. The value is just too good to give up. At receiver, it was going to be Cooper Cup, but now that he is off this slate, everything is just translated onto Devontae Adams. He could be over 35% owned right now. I will say if you do want to pivot and hopefully Adams or even just a triple stack up that game with Rodgers, Marcus Valdez-Scantling is in a great situation against the Ravens who just give up so many deep plays and we know that's his role in this Packers offense. Devontae Parker is the other one who could approach like 25-30% ownership. Like I said, I like a full fade of Devontae Parker. If Devontae Parker is the one who beats me this week, so be it. Wasn't meant to be for me. At tight end, Kittle and Gesicki lining up to be the two highest owned on the main slate, that nine-game slate once again, like I said. At QB, Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. 
That's where people want to go in the defenses, the Cowboys and Bills. If you're looking for a pay down defense, although I do think that the Dolphins win this game, they do pass so much over expectation that it's going to give the Jets plenty of time to get into the backfield and try to tee off on Tua. Whether they can accomplish that, I don't know, but it saves you a ton of money in a situation where you do want to pay up for a lot of players this week. And if you do pivot from Devontae Parker down to Albert Wilson at $3,400, I don't mind playing a receiver against my defense. I really don't, uh, especially when they come with that cheap of a price and they don't need to do too much to really pay off. I uh, need to score a touchdown. He needs to catch like seven passes. That would be like the optimal outcome for Albert Wilson in this. And I mean... You can definitely do that against the Jets' defense because they're not great, but they do actually have a decent pass rush. Uh, if you do want to pay up a little bit more, I like the Niners' defense, and I like the Texans' defense against Trevi Lawrence, who loves interceptions. And the Texans actually have a pretty good pass rush. So if you don't want to go scumming at the bottom of the barrel with the Jets, Texans are the next level up. Niners are the next level up against that, against the Atlanta Falcons. Once again, I highly suggest you use runthesims.com. Get the package. It's $100 for the rest of the season. That's through the, through the Super Bowl. It has every single slate on every single site, uh, and it has you know fantasy projections for each of the players on each of the slates, and you can also use the player prop tool that's up there to see the range of outcomes versus the player prop totals that week. I highly encourage that you use it, runthesims.com. Once again, I'll keep hammering the, on this down. I mean, smash the like, play in the listener's league link, those two things. Use that deposit, MMN at prizepicks.com. The newsletter is where, is where I'll have all of the updated info. If you're looking for it, you can subscribe to it right now for free. Then you can bookmark it and go back to it once the new updates come along. And you can find all of the content of the week and the new content all in there as well. Plus, there's player notes, write-ups on games, DraftKings lineups, props. All that stuff is included in the newsletter this week. Thank you all for watching. I'm Pat Mayo. I'll see you next time.